But hobbit homes look like they fit into uh, nature. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different directive than we have today, which is this kind of box that makes up so much of the suburbs. And it's just not uh, sustainable to continuously construct these kinds of homes. So are you imagining, I don't know, future cities or villages that look more like urban forests in which there are all these kind of tree homes and little creatures are running around and there's leaves and little streams running through? <laughs> or is this too pastoral? <laughs> something wrong with the American sublime and these pastoral ideas of uh, the countryside. I think it's, if there will be folks living in the suburbs, I think the topology of the suburb, the basic uh, building stock that we understand today is is got to shift into something that has a kind of a, a fitness with nature. And we could use trees as they are and woody plants as they are in their local ecosystems and shape them for our own functional purposes. I think on the site and the very location you desire to live, you could have a village for thousands of families made from the materials that are available there. The biggest criticism I've gotten for doing something like that is people are worried it takes a lot of time. But I think if we wait 12 years for a bottle of scotch, we can wait 12 years to grow a village of homes for thousand plus families that have a positive contribution to the environment. I'm curious as an architect, somebody who thinks deeply about what houses are and what they mean to us and our relationship with our houses, the structures we live inside, do you think we would have a different feeling about a house that was literally alive? I mean, that's a that's a great perspective. I think absolutely we would have a different uh, connection, if not uh, kinship, to a home that is living. Uh, there would be some idea of uh, sentience. This is a breathing, uh, connected mechanism to the earth, and 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 we would have to respect it as such, as opposed to dead, harvested materials that uh, have been processed, highly processed through some industrial system. I, I might even go so far that even in a distant future, we would think of extended phenotypes for people, much like a bird has a nest, which is very important to the life of the bird, or uh, you know, a spider and a web, a beaver and a dam, etc. These are kind of logical and built-in evolutionary extensions of, the, uh, of those organisms. Humans at some point have probably lost that instinctual link to nature to make homes, so there's probably will be a, a deeper return to that uh, in the future at some point. Were you raised on a lot of Grimm's fairy tales? Because all of this, <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like something out of, you know, those fairy tales. Oh, thanks. Uh, the, the, truth be told, many architects have been thinking about this for some time. They were called bioformalists. I mean, it started with someone like Frank Lloyd Wright, who talked about organic architecture. If you think of uh, another famous architect in America, Frank Gehry, his forms for the Walt Disney Concert Hall are very organic, if I can use the term here, loosely flowing, very curvilinear, but essentially they're, they're not organic. They are steel, metal, and glass. So the next logical phase has been this new generation, which I guess I'm a part of, is architects actually taking the computational systems extracted from nature, principles from Frank Lloyd Wright, and actually making a truly organic architecture where mm. we're really working at the genetic level or we're working with natural materials and growing them to perform uh, as living systems. So how would you scale that up to create mega cities? Well, it's it's one step at a time. It's going to take a lot of folks working for 
a decade or more to, to solve some of the bigger problems that we're looking at and creating truly living architectures. I think that if cities are meant to be built today, to get them to be absolutely living, be a very difficult and expensive process. And uh, unfortunately, we'll have to use more conventional means to build some of these cities. But that doesn't mean the infrastructure, the stuff that deals with waste, food, water, air quality, et cetera, mobility, uh, isn't made to have a, a kind of a connection to nature. And that these kinds of flows, these metabolic flows, will link the cities logically so that we can have a sustainable urbanism. So let's play out a, a couple of future scenarios. I mean, say we figure out how to build cities with new, more biological materials. Can you kind of paint a picture, walk me through the built environment of a person who might be living in a middle American city with an average income? <laughs> um, well, first, let's hope we get there. If we can get past the amount of carbon we're putting in the atmosphere.